Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Faith to Go podcast, your one-stop shop for everything you need to have faith discussion throughout your week with your friends and with your family. My name is David Tremaine, and I'm the Director of Formation here at St. Paul's Cathedral in San Diego. And I'm Maya Little Sonia, and I'm the Youth Minister. I'm Jackie Pippin, and I'm the Digital Resource Curator. Oh, how you guys doing? <laughs> Great. What's happening today in your lives? It's, it, it hailed when I left the house this morning. What? And I don't like that. I ain't never been about that. I don't that. like that either. Mm-hmm. But it was okay. It, well, actually, it, like, it was hailing as I was making my coffee and like bracing for war, basically. But then I stepped outside and it stopped and the clouds parted and it was all sunny. It was like, wow. da, 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 da. It was great. Did the spirit descend like a dove? No, but that would have been lit. That would have been really <laughs> cool. <laughs> get it lit like fire, oh, like Holy Spirit. Oh, I get it. I get it. Yeah. That's not what I meant, but it, I spun it that way. Yeah, I'm glad you did. For cover. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this week's episode of the Faith to Go podcast, uh, where we take some time each week to highlight, uh, each highlight one point from the gospel for this week. Uh, which the Faith to Go resources will be based on that you can find at our website, www.myfaithtogo.org. Those are resources for you to use with your family if you have kids um, based on three different age groups. And if you don't have kids, this uh, podcast is for you too because we hope that you will take it into your week of faith reflections and conversations that you might have based on the gospel. Um, So if you have any questions or comments or stories from this week of faith, we'd love to hear about those. You can send those to us at faith2go at stpaulcathedral.org, and we will answer any questions or share any comments or stories on our next podcast in this opening segment. Uh, But right now, we are going to jump into the gospel and get to it. So uh, this is the week of February 24th. It's the seventh Sunday after Epiphany. We are dangerously close to Lent. That's so exciting. We never get this far in Epiphany. I know, I know. So, the gospel for this Sunday is from the Gospel of Luke. Again, we're in year C, which is Luke's lectionary year uh, on the three-year lectionary cycle. And the reading from today's gospel, this week's gospel, is Luke chapter 6, verses 27 to 38. So Jackie is going to read the gospel, and then we'll each take a moment to highlight one uh, theme from the gospel that we hope you take into your week of faith reflections and discussions. But I say to you that, listen, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to anyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good for you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. If you lend to those from whom you hope to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love your enemies, do good, and lend expecting nothing in return. Your reward will be great. And you will be children of the Most High, for he is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. 
do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For the measure you give will be the measure you get back. Okay, so this is the uh, part of the gospel. This story from the gospel follows directly after the blessings and woes that we heard from last week's gospel. Um, and so we've got a couple – I mean, this is – there's a whole lot of stuff here. And so the, the reason there's a whole lot of stuff here is that this is, again, the parallel to Matthew's gospel, the Sermon on the Mount – and so this is like a big block of teaching section that Jesus is doing. So there, it's like really dense, and it's not like it's not like um, it's not like it's kind of like being split up with other narrative um, parts of the gospel. So it's not like Jesus is like healing somebody and then teaching and then walking and then going somewhere no, and healing and teaching. Fire, it's just like a big block of teaching. And so this part, this is still part of the Luke's gospel that we refer to as the Sermon on the Plain. Because if you remember last week, Jesus stepped down to a level area and then started teaching. So this is all part of this big block of teaching that is kicking off Jesus' ministry and giving us some insights into how Jesus understands the kingdom of God that he is going to be preaching and the good news of the kingdom of God that he is trying to bring into the world. Okay, so um, the point that I want to make is kind of about, it kind of follows from that that contextual analysis in that like we had last week Jesus talking about blessings and woes and if you remember from our podcast last week we we talked about like the radical equality that Jesus is is teaching was teaching through that blessed are are you who are poor for yours is the kingdom of God blessed are your, you who are hungry now for you will be filled blessed are you who weep for you will laugh and blessed are you when people hate you and then going to the opposite side and saying but woe to you who are rich for you have received your consolation woe to you who are full now for you will be hungry woe to you who are laughing now for you will be you will mourn and weep woe to you when all speak well of you for it is that it is for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. So that was last week's gospel. And like we talked about this, like Jesus is, is envisioning a kingdom where like the, the, the high and rich are made low and the lowly are brought up. And that is a theme that you can see in the beginning of the gospel with Mary and the uh, Magnificat. And then towards the in other places in the gospel and in the story of Lazarus and the rich and the rich man at, towards the end of the gospel, where like there's this cosmic reorienting so that everyone is is equal. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so then Jesus goes on to to this gospel lesson and this block of teaching, and really this is like this is his this is the this is the practical side of that teaching. Like how will how will the poor how will the hungry be filled how will the um, those who weep laugh how will the poor receive the kingdom of God how will the rich be made poor how will or how will the rich recognize that they have received their consolation how will the uh, full become hungry how will the laughing weep so this like radical reorienting and radical equality of the kingdom of heaven and and the way that Jesus teaches about how that happens is by this kind of this kind of teaching about ethics about like the way that the community is supposed to function and and 
I think that um, I think that I think that one thing that's hard about it is that it seems like it seems like if you just take this and plug it into a system that is inherently oppressive, then it's, it seems like all it's going to do is just lead to more oppression mm-hmm. because all it's doing is like making the vulnerable more vulnerable. <laughs> right. Turn your cheek to what right. I'm doing. Yeah. But what Jesus is envisioning is is a I th- I think what Jesus is envisioning is a culture and an economy and a context and a community where these are the rules for everybody that everybody does this. Mm-hmm. So that through taking on these practices the this is how the playing field gets leveled. Um so what Jesus is talking about here is a uh, is like a society and a culture where resources, both spiritual resources and emotional resources and physical resources like food and clothing, but also forgiveness and love and kindness and grace flow freely from one person to another throughout the culture. And if you think about the way that our system of our economic system works right now, there's a lot of kind of like there's a lot of hoarding of mm-hmm. resources and log jamming of resources so that there's kind of like a bottlenecking at that 1%, you know, yeah. where we live in a place where like the top 10% of people uh, with wealth hold more wealth than the, the rest of the 90%, you know? Uh, and so the reason, and so what Jesus is talking about is a is a free flowing of resources, and for the people at the top with the with the resources, that seems it's hard it's hard for it's hard to like live into this because we kind of default to a feeling of scarcity about resources. That doesn't, yeah. You know that like if I give up some of my resources, then I'm not going to be okay. But what Jesus is talking about. Is the is the reality that there are enough resources for everyone to be okay? Yeah. As long as they're flowing freely, but as soon as they start start getting hoarded by fear and scarcity, then that's when people are. That's when there's a disparity in wealth and resources and oppression, mm-hmm. because not only do when we hoard resources, not only do we hoard physical resources, but we hoard spiritual resources and emotional resources, and we hoard comfort. Yeah. And we hoard okayness and we acceptance. hoard kindness and acceptance. And so and so what Jesus is talking about in these different parts like this word this middle section where Jesus is saying like if you love the people that love you what credit is that to you? This word credit is actually the word grace in Greek. And so what Jesus is inviting everyone to is not so much like a transactional economy where if you give something, you're going to get something back. If you love this person, then you get God's grace back. That's not it. Mm-mm. What he's talking about is taking part in the free-flowing grace of God that is art that already exists, but that we can block up when we become so afraid and and live into this feeling of scarcity. That when we can kind of when we can take on these practices, it changes us. And allows us to be windows through which God's grace can move, doorways through which God's grace can move. And so we open up ourselves and that opens up this free flowing of resources. And the hardest one to do is the actual 
is the actual like money. It's it's yeah. like the physical resources. Like, but but I think at some degree, at some level, when we can start to live into this way of doing things, and we can start to recognize that that my comfort and well-being is tied directly to the well-being and comfort of all people, and recognize that it is in my self-interest to to redirect this flow of resources and to give up what I have, then I can know that that's going to be given back to me, you know? Because, yeah, they'll... The measure I give is going to be the measure I get. That if I can give abundantly, I will receive abundantly. Not in like a a way of like, you're going to have to pay me back what I give you, but I can know that I'm going to be okay. And so if we can all be this massive redistribution of wealth and comfort and goods and, and spiritual gifts and emotional well-being if we could actually achieve this and and we and there was a free flowing of all these things then we would actually be gaining more than the sum of the parts of the things we have yeah. you know that would gave up right so like we actually get more like so that that abundant giving is abundant receiving in and of itself because we're taking part in a system where everyone is giving and receiving freely and not hoarding of anything. Amen. Yeah. I wanted to build off of that for sure. Um, I wanted to focus, I think, specifically on... I mean, this whole thing is about love, but I wanted to focus on the part where it said, um, Beloved your enemies, do good, and lend, expecting nothing in return. Your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, for he is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. So, wow. That's really powerful... For me to read because I don't know it reminds me a lot of this um, I guess mantra I suppose that Bishop uh, I guess former Bishop John Shelby Spong of um, New York said he's like basically love wastefully and wastefully in the sense of like if we're viewing it from our contemporary American like I think we often have the urge when we're loving and giving as a result mm-hmm. of that love to kind of screen people and screen their intentions and um, cal- like we have these calculations in our head about whether they deserve or have earned our love and then we give it out accordingly mm-hmm. in a way kind of like what you were, you were talking about David it's like this if we're talking about love is the commodity is and it I think Jesus is like basically busting open the myth in it, I think it especially calls out American meritocracy but with love where it's kind of like the specific brand of meritocracy that is American where it's almost like, I don't know, meritocracy is the belief that, you know, you can pull yourself up from your um, bootstraps and, like, you can survive as long as you put the hard work in. Mm-hmm. And he's and basically what he's saying is, like, give it to... We are so, I think, tempted to buy into that even in a spiritual way mm-hmm. by saying, you... I will give you the love that you have earned mm-hmm. and that that you deserve as a result of the effort you're putting in. Mm-hmm. And we're really tempted to, yeah, I guess commodify love and, and people's efforts and their productivity and what they contribute to my uh, needs is like, that's how I should love them. Mm-hmm. And he's, yeah, he's busting that wide open. He says, when he says like, give to people that are ungrateful, give to people that we really don't think deserve it. Mm-hmm. Love people that are just going to like beat you up and steal your coat, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, because it, like you said, he's pushing you back against, like, this hoarding of resources. But basically, he's saying, like, love, you can't earn that. Like, and he's, I think he's throwing away 
like he's urging us to throw away the weights and measures and te- litmus tests and mm-hmm. kind of like eligibility forms we have in our heads and in real life mm-hmm. about who and how much love like how much love we give to people and why you know and he's basically like nah do it wastefully like like oprah <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> just pour it all down yeah cuz like this this part at the end uh talking about measures uh a good measure what do you give give and it will be given to you a good measure pressed down shaken together running over will be put into your lap for the measure you give will be the measure you get um this is like this i had i had to look this up cuz i i knew there was something to it but i didn't really know what it was referring to but it's referring to how they would measure for the sale of grain so that if you brought your basket you would pay for their basket to be filled with grain and then to a certain measure so that like your your measure of grain was this basket of grain and you'd pay for that basket of grain so it doesn't make economic sense in a capitalist society Mm -hmm. where you're trying to maximize profits to do what Jesus is talking about doing here because what he's talking about doing is trying to fit as much grain into the basket as possibly can be fit into the basket of the person that you're giving right. to. Right. right. We're not talking because to max, to maximize profits, you would want as little grain fitting into the basket because what you're selling is a basket full of grain. Right. So if you can get a less dense basket full of grain, then you're making more money. Right. You're selling less grain for the same amount of money what he's talking about is a measure of grain in a basket being shaken together so like it's as if it's like if you shake the basket the grain settles down more and then being pressed down so that it's being compacted even more and then being over and then being run over so like not then more grain being poured over the top of it until it's running over the sides so it's not even just like it's 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 leveled out on top but like a mound coming over the top of the basket so this doesn't make economic sense none right and so but what he's saying is that in in giving that you are receiving that back because this economy is about more than maximizing profits this Mm -hmm. economy is about maximizing human well-being and wellness right so me giving you as much grain as i can possibly give you is maximizing your wellness and in return maximizing my wellness right and i know that someone else when i need grain is going to be maximizing my wellness as well as theirs uh that actually brings me to my point mine is from the end of this reading uh do not judge and you will not be judged do not condemn and you will not be condemned forgive and you will be forgiven And this notion of what does it mean to radically forgive people? Uh, And and I think that to people that are hearing this reading, especially on Sunday mornings, that it's it's uh, it's a trap. (laughs) You know, this is good news, but it also feels like it's not good advice. (laughs) None of this is good practical advice. None of it. Right, right. You're going to end up dead. It's not going to give you a life that is easier. No. That's for sure. But so what what does it mean to radically forgive people or to fearlessly forgive people along with the notion of fearlessly love? And I think that that is something that is transformative. It is radical. Um, if If we look at our prison system, what if we radically forgive people 
that single-handedly would transform our prison system from being a place of punishment to being a place that truly rehabilitates people. Yeah. Because we have that belief that they are forgiven. Mm -hmm. And if we're in our families, oh, you know, families, (laughs) if we are truly forgiving our siblings when they when they wrong us how does that deepen our relationship how does that open our hearts what does radical forgiveness change about our bodies and our minds and how we interact with one another to spread the kingdom of god yeah and i think there's also a lot about this the idea of like this is a this is a cool like practical example because in it kind of shows it kind of shows on in a very specific particular way the the give and take the economy the back and forth that he's that Jesus is trying to present in all these different ways to forgive saying that you will if you forgive you will be forgiven isn't like i'm not god's not going to forgive you until you forgive someone else no. cuz that would be a transaction but we have to take take seriously the like pain of resenting somebody the 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 like spiritual and emotional weight of carrying a grudge and of not forgiving another person and that kind of like really can eat away at us for a long time mm-hmm. and that keeps us from being able to accept forgiveness when we are forgiven i think yeah. in my experience yeah. so like so that in forgiving we not only release resentment but the release of that resentment and the process of forgiving another person allows us to recognize our worthiness to be forgiven too. So that in recognizing someone else's worth, we are recognizing our own worth. Right. So it's not that you will not be forgiven if you don't forgive. No. But if you don't forgive, you won't be able to accept the forgiveness that you are given. If you hold yourself to the same standards, you're holding on to that person in a way. Yeah. Yeah. To be forgiven. Right. Okay. So I think we have um, three points. And then some. In terms of my own, my count. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, so number one was mine, and it was about the this extension from last week's gospel about the radical equality that Jesus is teaching. And this as like the radical social ethics of, of the practical how to's of that radical equality. Um, Maya's was number two and Maya's was about uh, wasteful love and this notion um, that we are called to love abundantly, even when it's not, doesn't seem to be in our best interest and, and especially pushing back against that idea of of being able to earn the lo- people be people needing to earn the love that we give them. And then number three was Jackie's about forgiveness and radical forgiveness and um, the importance of being able to forgive both for the person we're forgiving and for ourselves and that and the and the radical kind of shift and transformation that that kind of forgiveness can bring to all different kinds of systems like the prison system but also like our family system so uh having heard that discussion jackie is going to read the gospel one more time and see if you hear anything new this time through but i say to you that listen love your enemies do good to those who hate you bless those who curse you pray for those who abuse you 
If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners who love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. If you lend to those whom you hope to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love your enemies, do good, and lend nothing in return. Your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, for He is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge, for you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For the measure you give will be the measure you get back. Okay, that's our episode for this week. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We'll be back in your podcast feed next week, um, March 3rd. Um, make sure to go check out all those faith to go resources at www.myfaith2go.org. Make sure to send us any questions or comments or stories from your week to faith to go at stpaulcathedral.org. Um, make sure to rate and review this podcast, help other people find it, and check us out on Instagram at faith to go. And until next week, we say goodbye. Bye bye.